What it do, what it do, what it do. This is a Wizards Donkeys podcast on the Sports Pulse Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Brooks. And of course, I have with me my co-host, Marcel. Marcel, say what's up to the people, man. What's going on? Happy Friday morning. Happy playoff happy, birth. Happy Friday morning and happy playoff birth, man. Ended up losing to the Celtics. Got whooped pretty bad. But then we returned the favor and kicked some pacer butt. Man, what did you think about these two playoff game performances? Well, let's be real. Uh, I'm uh, I'm not going to call that Boston game a performance. Uh, <laughs> that was a, a travesty. Um, and what made me angry is that, you know, I feel like uh, it's hard to put into words, man. I think Boston is that one team that just annoys me. They've, they've annoyed me for, I don't know, ever since they retooled after their victory. They've just been so annoying for whatever reason. Uh, probably because Ainge has been able to, like, really build a contender, like a consistent contender. Um, and they had all them uh, draft picks and everything. Um, and they've just been, you know, much uh, a much better run franchise than we've been in the same time period. Um, to top it off, they always seem to have our number despite who's injured or who's on the team or, you know, whatever phase they're in. Uh, so I really wanted that game. Um, obviously, we didn't get it. And my thing is, man, one of my things are I, I'm I'm really sick and tired of uh, this uh, Bradley Bill, Jason Tatum uh, bromance ship, man. It, it It's annoying, man. Like it, it really it really makes me start to question, like, are you going at this kid with everything, man? Like, you know, I'm talking to Brad. Um, can y'all, you know, just kind of tone down? Like, we know you're from the same area, blah, blah, blah. But there's like a five-year age difference. I really don't get uh, that whole thing, man. Like, it, it's it's really a little, a little weird to me. But um, I don't understand why. And, Brad, and Brad's hurt. So, you know, take this with a grain of salt, I guess. But I don't understand why um, Brad wouldn't take more more pride in in – showing up his best whenever he plays Boston. Like, this kid, Jason Tatum, is, like, 22. And, and in my opinion, he's already better than Brad. Like, and if he's there right now, then, you know, in, in three, four years where he really hits his prime, like, there's going to be no stopping this dude. Um, and given his, given his height and everything, like, it, it, it's crazy, man. Um, but I don't understand why, why Brad doesn't take more pride in, in specifically – his matchup with Tatum. Um, Big brother should always win. That, that's just, that's just what I think. <laughs> but yeah, man, that, that game was, was, was a mess, man. Like Scott Brooks once again, got out coached. Um, and it was just, it was just miserable to watch, man. Um, they obviously turned things around against Indiana, which I, I was really scared going into this game because of what Indiana did to Charlotte. And how hard we had to fight to beat Charlotte the last game of the season. Um, but it turns out, you know, obviously, you know, Charlotte is like decimated by people being out. But they're, they're still a pretty good scrappy team. But, you know, they were Wizards were able to take care of business last night. They were able to dictate the flow of the game and not let the opponent dictate the flow of the game, which is what happened Tuesday. Um, 
But yeah, man, like we need if if we're not scoring above like 120, we're not winning. So that that's the pace that we got to keep up. Um, so I'm looking forward to this this Philly series, man, because I know I think it was the third game that we played them um, that we played them really well, even though we still lost. Um, but that was also, I think, before we kind of hit this stride of playing much better. Um, maybe was that? Yeah, that was before we hit this stride. It, I'm not looking at the dates, but I'm going to guess and say that was before we hit that eight-game winning streak, too. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this playoff series against the 76ers. I wasn't too confident going into that Boston Celtics series. I was excited for it, but I knew even with uh, Jalen Brown, I was like, mm, maybe we have a chance. Bradley Bill is still hurt. You have to see what Russell Westbrook does, and he ends up laying a dud. Bradley Bill is super ineffective. Um, coaching decisions, coach bad coaching decisions, like you mentioned, it was demoralizing to see that man. Because again, and like you said, I think it's an interesting narrative too. Because every time they play against each other, they always bring up those St. Louis roots, and Jason Tatum has at times, or most of the times, he definitely has outplayed Bradley Bill. I don't know what it is and like it really fuels that fire of like boomers and, and the older players always saying, Oh, today's NBA players are always so soft against, you know, the people that they like it that they that they like to play against. You know, they're always too friendly, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like coming from here, I I, I disagree just because I see what these AAU guys uh, do with the, do against each other, and I see how they compete against each other, how they're always talking trash. So I'm like, man, I think that's a problem over there. And then I see these two St. Louis guys going. I see one St. Louis guy going against another St. Louis guy, and it's just it just bothers me. Um, it's it's weird. And Bradley Bill, yeah, he needs to be the big bro and actually like nut up a little bit and I'll play Jason Tatum because he is the big bro, like. You shouldn't be allowing that to happen when, yeah, there is a five-year uh, five year age difference. Like, Bradley Bill, go at his neck and kill him. I know you got the same trainers, but, you know, if you can if you can beat him in a training session, then beat him when the lights are bright because that's what you need to do. That's your job, bro. Even if Jalen Brown, Brown is out for the Celtics, Bradley Bill, bum hamstring or not, you got to do better than you did uh, against the Celtics. 100% agree, man. 100% agree. Like a game like that, I'm looking I'm looking to Brad to uh to take over and control the game. You know, uh, we've obviously discussed this before and you know, it's it's plain as day, but Russ is the alpha on this team. Um and 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 Brad kind of let it happen, but I don't know if that was ever a thing that Brad was really it, I think Brad needs that alpha. I don't I don't think Brad is, you know, I think he's per his his spot on in on this team is is perfect for him. Like he's he's not the alpha. He doesn't want to run the show, but he will be the leading scorer. Um, and he should be the the go to guy. Um, I totally agree with that. But in a game like that, when you're playing Boston, man, and all you do is talk about your 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 friendship with this kid, like you won't shut up about it. Like you always sharing stuff on Twitter about this dude every time he does something, except for when he. You know, you're not sharing nothing when he drops 50 on y'all. That's for sure. But, um, like, yeah, that's a game where you need to step up, man. Um, but again, I get it. You're hurt. Clearly, that game, like, he looked much better last night than he did Tuesday night uh, with that hamstring issue. Um, 
you know, hopefully he's closer to, you know, 90, 95% or whatever come Sunday. But a game like Boston, man, with where, where, you know, you're the star and then your opponent is, you know, your good friend, your little brother, whatever. That is the game where you just kind of got to go all out and, and, and give it everything. Um, even if we didn't come out with the win, whatever, like, the, you know, that, that game that they ended up, you know, it, it was just unacceptable the, the way they played, man. So it's like I can't even give y'all any credit for for showing up. Um, but yeah, man, the, the I wasn't unlike you. I wasn't uh, wasn't scared going into this game because I saw how Boston was trending down and we were trending up. Um, so I was like, well, we're kind of catching them at a bad time. But uh, um, lo and behold, man, I you know I'm, I'm giving the credit where credit's due, and that and that credit goes to Brad Stevens, man. He he knew exactly. Uh, our weaknesses and he attacked them and mainly by slowing that game down and, you know, make it a, you know, half court game. You know, we only scored a hundred points. So um, he did exactly what he needed to do. Scott Brooks, once again, just, you know, don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more of like a react, react and pro than pro. Uh, I don't even know what the other word would be. React and um, pro. Uh, I mean, silly. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, let's move on to this Pacers game, man, because we blew him out. It was great to see. The court, Daniel Gafford had, I'm looking at his stat line right now. He had 15 points, 13 rebounds, and five blocks in 22 minutes of play. The Wizards are 18-7 with Gafford in, in the lineup this year. Uh, again, huge victory over the Pacers, secured that eighth seed. What were you thinking of that contest, bro? Man, speaking of Gaffer, I think my favorite thing about his performance last night were those five blocks, man. And they were like, at least four of them were like spectacular, like at the rim, glassing somebody. Dude, oh my goodness, man. Got me hyped. Um, that's what we've been missing, man. That is what we've been missing. Um, so big props to him. I'm looking at his stats right now. Dude was a plus 17, um, 15 and 13 on six of eight shooting with five blocks. Only two turnovers, all in 22 minutes off the bench. That That's a crazy line right there. Um, this is one thing I'll give Brooks credit for, man. He hasn't uh, he hasn't jumped to inserting Gafford in the starting lineup. I'm starting to see why. Um, one thing, I think Gafford, like, gets gassed pretty easily. Um, and then at that point, he's not – he doesn't become he, – he's not as effective as he, as he usually is. But – this this three headed monster they got they're rotating these centers man it keeps it keeps them out of foul trouble although it didn't really work against Boston but um, you got eighteen fouls between three three uh, uh, three centers um, and all of them you know Len's gonna play like like ten minutes a game but you know what he brings you starting that game off kind of setting a tone or whatever with you know with screens or just kind of being that big body to to clog up lanes and stuff like that. Um, I see his value and, you know, the way that Brooks is rotating three of them, I, I agree with it. Although, you know, sometimes he, he messes that up in my opinion, but, but yeah, overall this game, man, fantastic game. Uh, so many people stepped up. Um, I was glad that there was some garbage time so that, you know, the starters could get some rest. Uh, um, finally had an Anthony Gill starting that man has barely played this year. I said it, I said it, uh, 
I want to say is after we beat Charlotte, when he had like a pretty good outing, I think it was the Charlotte game. I was like, poor Gafford, man, or not Gafford, poor Gill. He's not going to see the court again until next season. Uh, <laughs> just because that's, that's, that's normal Scott Brooks stuff. But I mean, I was almost right if it weren't for the, you know, wasn't for the the garbage time last night, he probably wouldn't have came in. Um, and I, I'm assuming that the rotations are going to really be tightened up um, in its official, you know, series with with Philly. So, yeah, I mean, that <laughs> could very literally be the last time we see him this season, which is sad because dude has really uh, he's really shown up recently. Uh, um, I really like his game, man. Um, but yeah, man, uh, overall, very good win last night. We hit 14 threes. I can't remember last time we did that. We hit 14 and shot 50%. That, that's a really good, really good number. Um, we obviously are not going to be able to keep that up. Um, but just looking at everything else here, 34 assists, 52 rebounds, nine blocks, seven steals. I mean, on paper, this this was a fantastic game, man. And, like, you know, this was a winner-go-home situation, obviously. So um, I'm glad that they got over that Boston loss and decided to show up last night and, and get us into the playoffs. Yeah, like, I guess whatever they hit, whatever that hyper-ice thing does to your legs that Bradley Beal had on them, it, it definitely worked wonders because, again, he was 9 for 17 in 28 minutes. But I also want to give a shout-out. You gave a shout-out to uh, – or you both gave a shout-out to Daniel Gafford. I want to give a shout-out to Ish Smith, man, because not only was he pretty solid against the Celtics, but he was also pretty solid against the uh, the Pacers as well. 22 minutes, he was he had scored eight points, dished out six assists, had four four rebounds. The guy is playing like he's 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 going he's working for a contract for next year. Maybe he wants to stay. I don't know, but to see him play spirited like this and be competitive, um, play so hard. Uh, I think it's a little bit of Russell Westbrook rubbing off on him, but then it's just like that put that um competitive fire for the playoffs really helps him out. Um, you know, at times it's tough watching him be on the court when he's getting bullied down down low or he's getting bullied by like bigger guards. But the instrument is a great change of pace point guard, man, up off the bench. Um, I like watching him play when he's on. And uh yeah, it was it's good to see him do what he did. Do what he yeah, do what he did. Uh, Davis Bertans was 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 okay, two for six, nine points. Um, every time I I looked up, he was either getting a rim run or he was he had a, he had two threes. So, you know, at least he's not jacking like he usually is. But you know, that's I think that's like my main problem with Davis Bertans. He never sees a shot he doesn't like. Yeah, man, him and uh, him and Garrison Matthews, man. I was I was. Just... I was hoping Garrison Matthews would break out of this, man. But he's all he is is a smaller Bertans. Like, these dudes do not care where they are on the court, and they don't care which direction they're facing. <laughs> they go the opposite end, the opposite basket. And if they're catching that ball outside the three-point line, these dudes are jacking. They don't, they don't care. Like, that, that, that's coaching, man. Like, they clearly have the greenest of lights, like, ever. But... You got to know when when a shot is and I, I, I give uh, Berton some credit. I feel like he's starting to kind of mellow out a little bit with his shot selection. Um, but still, 
Like y'all have to, y'all got to be better at your shot selection, man. Or listen, everybody knows that you're 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 getting ready to shoot. Why not just pump fake and then drive and get to the basket, get a foul, or drive and dish? Just do something else, man. If you're going zero for seven, like like Bertans did in, in against Boston, like at what at at some point you got to stop and 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 wonder, man. Like, are am I how bad am I hurting this team, or or is there anything else of value that I can do? We know it's not on defense with Bertans that that's for sure. Like he literally gets picked on against the other teams. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just, you know, I, I love to use the term mind boggling, but it's mind boggling. Like that's a coaching thing. Like you got these two guys that, that, you know, literally you tell them they have one job to go out there and do. Um, and to their credit, they are follow your following your instructions, but, like somebody has to be the smart person in the situation and say, all right, this, this doesn't always work. It's not working like it did earlier in the season. Um, but real quick about Garrison Matthews, man, like I was saying, I was just hoping for him. This was his season, I think, to kind of break out of his shell. Um, I called him like a poor man's JJ Reddick a while ago. Um, I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. I don't even know if he has that in him anymore. Um, He's clearly fallen to the doghouse, falling down in the rotation. Uh, but I'm just hoping, man. And like, I just want him to put the ball on the floor and go to the rim, do something else, man. Yeah, and I, I liked what I mean because we see the we see the highlights, we see the the very high heights that he can get when he's forcing turnovers against the Nets for game winning field goals. But then it's like he had a, you know, and he was able to start for Bradley Bill a couple times, and he has some. He had some good moments, but it just seemed like that that leash wasn't as long as uh, you would like for some players, man. I mean, and that's one thing that, that Scott Brooks will do. If you keep messing up or you, you, you're you not playing the way he needs you to play or he wants you to play, um, you're you're out of that rotation. You're you're, you're out of minutes, man. It's, it's, and I get it because, you know, you're, you're coaching for your job and you're trying to you're trying to get these wins and whatnot. But at the same time, man, you got to. If you're a developmental coach that people, that the narrative says you are, then you got to let these guys develop and play a little bit through the fire, man. Again, the Wizards had a 0. had a 0. 0.6 chance of making the playoffs. In, uh, when was the date? It was sometime in April, right? Yeah, April 6th. April 6th, Wizards' yeah. chance of making the playoffs was 0. 0.6, and they are now the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, going to play against the 76ers, man. What are your hopes? What are you thinking about this series, man? I don't think it's going to be a sweep, but the 76ers are definitely going to move on to the second round. Yeah, man. Um, let me just say that, first off, like, uh, this playing tournament, like, the seeding actually worked out exactly how it did with, you know, without the playing. Um, yeah. But it was still exciting. And we'll find out tonight um, if it happens on the West Coast, too, if uh, – Golden State that ends up winning that game because I think they they were the A seed. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because they played LA. Um, but still, I'm all for this playing, man. This has been some exciting basketball for sure. I'm I'm all for this, man. I am all for this. I've made my mind up. Like, bring this back every year. Um, but yeah, man, this Philly, this Philly series is gonna be tough, man. You know what I have a problem with is I want the Wizards to win, but 
at the same time, and I think we've talked about this months ago, um, I love some Doc Rivers, man. Um, and Doc has been trying to find a home ever since he won that title in Boston. Um, he's just trying to, you know, he's been trying to find somewhere that works for him. Um, and finally, he's 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 in a good situation. Um, not finally, he was in a good situation with the Clippers, too. But, you know, he's in a great situation in Philly. And it's like, well, now you're playing my team, Doc, but I'm kind of rooting for you. Um, you know, I, in my heart of hearts, I know we're not going to win the series, but, you know, I, I, I really think that Doc is one of the better coaches in the league. And like, I really, I really need him to, I need his teams to finally show up for him. Um, but I'm like, well, I don't want the Wizards to win, but, um, listen, man, this could, this series, we'll find out, but it, it, this could be an ugly series for, for Philly, to be honest. Um, Brooks really has to have a defensive game plan to stop and be like, he's got to throw bodies on bodies on bodies at this dude um, and make Philly beat you from, I mean, they have shooters, but they're not going to be hitting them all the time, you know, from three point land or whatever. You can, you can obviously take Ben Simmons out of that equation, but um, that, this game plan has to be tight, man. But I think that we managed to, to uh, scrape out two wins, maybe. Uh, maybe they're home wins or, or whatever. You know, take this to six games, make it an a entertaining series. Um, that, that's kind of my prediction right there. Um, I honestly think that we steal the game on Sunday. Maybe. Maybe that's yeah. one of them. Yeah, and, and you know what? Um, t- I mean, typically when you're a number one seed and you're, you don't play for a little while, you end up laying a dud. Game one. I mean, it happens all the time with LeBron. It ha- it's happened with uh, with the Warriors. Although they they always had those spectacular third quarters and they end up winning a game anyway. But yeah, yeah if you're gonna steal a game from the 76ers, you have to do it game one, and you have to take away home court because playing in Philly is gonna be tough, especially when you're you're only you're only you either you're young in the playoffs or you haven't played in the playoffs in a while. So. You know, it's 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 something going to be a, a big test for Bradley Beal's leg. It's going to be a big test for Russell Westbrook and his leadership. Marcel, you said he was an alpha male. I can't agree with you anymore on that. I mean, the guy has clearly established himself as the guy. Um, we go as Russell Westbrook goes right now. Bradley Beal, he sets the he sets the tempo as a scorer, and he's going to carry you back in, into the fourth when you when you need him to. But yeah, Russell Westbrook is definitely the man for this team. Um, I I I don't think it's I don't think it goes six games. I think it's a gentleman's sweep. But I think that sweep game is going to be competitive. I think it's going to go down to like that last four minutes or so when you need to again have like the intestinal fortitude and just and go balls to the wall and then win that game. Um, Joel Embiid is definitely the closer for that team. Ben Simmons has his moments, but yeah, this is Joel Embiid's team this year. He's an MVP candidate for a reason. I can't wait! I can't wait to watch the the, um, the series, man. I think this is one of those moments where you miss having a guy like Thomas Bryant around too, because he's not the most physical presence, but he's he's gonna give people trouble. He's gonna put in a lot of effort, gonna make Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons work for their shots. You you have Daniel Gafford, who's probably our best post defender, post paint defender on the team. You have Alex Len there, uh, Robin Lopez. He has his moments. It's going to be interesting how they 
throw out those three guys against Simmons and and uh, and uh, and Ben Simmons. And again, I think Dan- I could see Daniel Gafford probably guarding Ben Simmons better than he does uh, Joel Embiid. So it's going to be an interesting time, man. And your point for your point about the play-ins, the play-ins, especially the Warriors uh, Lakers game was a success. Yes. They had 5.6 million people watching that game, and that was the most they've had since uh, on the ESPN game since 2019 for the Western Conference Finals. So. You you hear people all the time crying about uh, sports ratings and for the NBA, NFL, NHL, whatever it may be. That was definitely that can definitely prove that this experiment works out, and I hope they do bring back the the plan, man. Because Warriors, Lakers, they did what they had to do. Uh, that Spurs Grizzlies game, even though it was or not Spurs Grizzlies, no, yeah, Spurs Grizzlies. Even though the Grizzlies were blowing them out early. The Spurs came back and they made it competitive. You know, this was a great experiment, man. For sure, man. I love the shakeup of the NBA doing this playing tournament. Like, you know, everything has been the same for however many years. And then, you know, somebody had this idea with the bubble last year to do this plan. And, you know, a successful year, a successful year last year, um, successful this year. I hope that I hope it sticks. All I need now for the NBA to do is I, I got two things that I've always thought should be implemented like ASAP. Number one, y'all been talking about this four point line for I don't know how many years. That they need to do that. I don't see why. Like what are what are the drawbacks? I, I don't I can't see any. You got people hitting from that range anyway already. Like Dame and Steph, um, Trey Young. Like give us that four point line. Secondly, I think going into overtime. Um, I think this could get a little tricky, but I think I think everybody deserves an extra foul, honestly. Like if you got, you know, if you foul out in regulation, you should be able to come back in with one more foul for overtime. But that's just my two cents. Hey, you know 